Welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge. This is Sunshine Tiki, and I am here without the ladies this episode. So that means you get a lot more me, you get a lot more music, and less catcalls, literally. Let's start with a cocktail. This is our first podcast after the new year. You're in our dimly lit tiki bar, the Zen Tiki Lounge. If you've never joined us before, this is my home tiki bar. I usually have the ladies here with me, just not today. And we are going to talk about some cocktails. We're going to talk about some new music sent in. We are going to talk about a few other things. You're going to have a good time. But the point is that you just listen and relax. You might learn a thing or two about making a drink. And if that's not your thing, you'll you'll hear some music and you may hear me share my opinions on various subjects. So let's start with the drink. I'm recently back from a Caribbean cruise. And I had a wonderful time, despite the fact that the weather was so-so and we didn't even get to uh, make port in Key West, which was, you know, I've been there before, but I really wanted to go again and that just didn't happen. But in Grand Cayman, uh, hopped around a couple of bars as one should. Try to stay away from the resorts and just go to a locals bar. We went to, don't even care what the name was, don't remember. The bartender, Amber, was lovely. Uh, She made sure that we tried several rums and that we tried their house cocktail, which is an island favorite uh, on Grand Cayman, and it's called Swanky. It's nothing more than a brown sugar lemonade with rum. Dark rum, to be specific, a nice dark amber or dark rum, not overly putrefied dark like Myers. Anyway, so make some lemonade, fresh lemonade, nice lemonade with a real lemon juice, not from concentrate. Make it with brown sugar instead of refined white sugar, and then add dark rum. So it's about four to six ounces, depending on how much you like, of your brown sugar lemonade and two ounces of a nice dark rum. Plantation Original Dark works really nice. Tortuga Dark Caribbean Rum works really nice. That's what they used at the bar that we went to. But, uh, you know, just find yourself a nice dark rum that has a beautiful aroma that's going to pair well with brown sugar. And uh, people who listen to the show sometimes say, sometimes I just like the simple little tidbits that you give me sunshine. And so, and here's one of them. So open your bag of brown sugar and smell it. Then go get the one or two rums, maybe you have three or four, that you're thinking I might use in this recipe. Go get those. And smell the brown sugar and then take the cork off the rum and smell that. Kind of go back and forth. Find the rum that just makes your nose say, ha ha ha, this is the rum that goes with this brown sugar. And then that's the one you're going to use in your swanky. I'm calling my version extra swank because I have also added orange bitters. uh, And when I made the lemonade, I steeped a little bit of lemon zest in with the lemonade, so I put it in a little bit of cheesecloth, I zested it, put a little bit of cheesecloth, steeped it in with the lemonade for about, I think it was a couple of hours, and I pulled it back out, and it just gave it some extra flavor uh, aromas uh, with the oils coming off of the zest into the lemonade, and then uh, two dashes or so of orange bitters. I use Regan's orange bitters, use whatever you like, uh, and I think it just makes it a little extra swanky. So that's what I'm calling it. You'll see the pictures and the recipe at zentikilounge.com, along with lots of our other cocktail recipes. Ah, having another sip now. Yeah, the brown sugar just works really nice in, in lemonade versus um, white sugar. And I've had lemonade made several different ways before. My Is my great-grandmother? Yeah, it was my great-grandmother. Uh would add a little molasses to her lemonade. So she'd make it with white sugar, but she'd add a little bit of molasses to it too. And as kids, I remember thinking, oh, I don't like the color of that lemonade, but I did like the taste. And I do remember liking like molasses candies and things like that. So, okay, so 
I'm Sunshine Tiki. You're listening to the Zen Tiki Lounge podcast. We are going to listen to some music by the Jimmy Psycho Experiment this week. I'm going to talk a little bit more about my cruise uh, to the various islands that I went to. And uh, we have some listener mail coming up right now. So hang on. Here is the listener mail. I'll be right back. in here set that down and i'm gonna dig right into it uh if the podcast sounds a little different uh well it would be because i actually dropped my soundboard and uh some of the knobs got turned and i I wanted to get a podcast out so i may not have spent very much time uh doing the adjustments that i probably should have but here's some mail from actual listeners of this podcast I just need a little more extra swank. This one comes to us from Steven. He says, hello, ZTL. I was curious how you've explained to people why you like Tiki. Over the last couple of years, I've gotten more and more into polypop, Polynesian pop culture, and seem to get asked the question all the time by family and friends. I live in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Oh, it's sad. And love the escapism and, of course, the drinks. I just have a hard time explaining that to people uh, that just don't get it. I don't know anyone that appreciates the tiki culture, would love a visit, oh, to visit a tiki event, but would probably get made fun of by my friends and family. Now, wait a second. Let me read that again. I just have a hard time explaining that to people. Okay, yeah. Uh, they just don't get it. I don't know anyone that appreciates the tiki culture, would love to visit a tiki event, but probably would get made fun of by friends and family. Okay, so, Stephen. Well, uh, that's too bad. But you know what? You're not alone. There are people all over the country and all over the world that are in in, in pockets of places where Polynesian pop, mid-century modern tiki culture just, you know, may not really be a thing, especially if you are in a place, and I'm thinking you may be where college football is huge. Um, which, you know, and then that, that just dominates events and and local culture. And it leaves very little room for people who give an F about anything else, which is unfortunate. My personal view on organized sports is that, uh, they are just here like reality television to distract us from all the real problems of our world, which sounds good on the surface. And then you dig a little and we just pretty much repeat uh, the downfall of Rome. Anyway, um, how do I explain it? I explain it, and Starshine has said this many times before because she she gets this question a lot. She works for a student union at a large university, and people say, like, where is it you're going with Sunshine this weekend? And she'll say, oh, I'm going to... And she'll say the name of the event, Tiki Caliente or Tiki Oasis or whatever it is. And she's learned to almost not even say that anymore. She'll just say, I am going to a mid-century modern convention or Tiki Con or something like that. Because then they immediately understand the convention part of it. So people, you know, there are hundreds of different types of conventions or cons that happen all over the country and all over the world. So people get that. So then if you're just putting the prefix in front of it, at least they understand half of what you're saying. So odd that we should have to explain it this way, but we do and I get it. And so there you go. So um, I would I say to people sometimes picture the enchanted tiki room at Disneyland. And people go, "Uh uh-huh. I'm like, okay. So you see the dimly lit room, a very controlled, fake, but beautiful environment. Can you just imagine enjoying a cocktail in there, right? Okay, so you've painted the picture for them. And then tell them, and I'm going to go to a place where a couple hundred or a couple of thousand people celebrate that for an entire weekend by drinking those drinks all weekend and decorating their hotel rooms that way. And uh, 
you know, kind of uh, enjoying the music and, and, and all that goes with that. So that's kind of how I explain it. But you could also do it more contemporary and you could bring them fast forward a bit, like recall episodes of the Brady Bunch or even Three's Company. And, you know, the way the apartment was decorated, the trip to Hawaii, the Brady Bunch went on, um, these types of things, it's all part of Polynesian pop in a way could be very debated. I understand that. And you tell people it's escapism. You're like, hey, the day-to-day grind is quite banal. It's dull. I like to enjoy this. And it's a culture that in most ways is centered around a good, stiff libation. There you go. That's, That's how I'd explain it. So, Stephen, good luck. And I hope you get to join for a Tiki Caliente, which is coming in May in Palm Springs. Go to tiki-caliente.com or one of the other many events. Um, there's the Hookie Lao out in Florida. There is Luau by the Lake up in New York. There is Tiki Con up in the upper northwest. So plenty, plenty going on. Uh, just go and Google any of those names, the names of the events, and you'll find it. This one's just a quick comment from Rajesh. He says, thanks for being my longest continuously listened to podcast. Well, you're welcome. P.S. You guys are usually listened to at 1.4 speed unless there's a lot of music, in which case you're less chipmunky at 1.1 speed. You know what? I admit that I listen to some of my favorite podcasts at a faster speed, too, because when it's uh, when it's spoken, you can do that. You can do more with less time. And then, yeah, I think I'd agree. I would slow it down for the music. Mm-hmm. Swanky. So thank you very much for that compliment. We appreciate it. Now, listeners, here's a cocktail recipe for you that's from a listener. This is Kim from Eugene. Uh, she originally contacted me because she's interested in uh, hosting at Tiki Caliente, the event I just mentioned. And uh, she sent in a cocktail recipe. She said this recipe is something that she's been real happy with lately. She stumbled upon it while experimenting with substitutions. It's an adaptation of the Lovely Lovely, and she calls it Kim's Lovely Lovely. Uh, She's having a hard time finding Rum Clement VSOP in her liquor stores in Oregon. I hope that changes for her. Uh, But Rum Clement, that's R-H-U-M, as in must be from a French island, if you're going to call it Rum, Rum, VSOP, good stuff. I do love the Rum Clement line of rums, even their flavored liqueurs. You do a half ounce of fresh lime juice, half ounce of fresh lemon juice, three quarter ounce of curacao, or some of you call it curacao, caraco, whatever you like, spelled C-U-R-A-C-A-O, and then one ounce of Clement Rum VSOP, half an ounce of Hamilton 151. Now here is the one that most of you may have to substitute if you can't find it. So that is a dark rum, a dark 151, high proof rum. That one can be a little harder for some of you to find. So if you can't find that, uh, you can't just use another silver 151 like Bacardi, something horrible like that. But you could use Plantation Overproof, which is a little easier to find. Um, But you you do need to find a dark, higher proof rum. And so uh, standard rum is going to be 40% alcohol by volume. If you can find something that is at least 50-60% alcohol by, by volume and overproof instead of the 151, you could sub that instead of the Hamilton 151. And then half an ounce of brown sugar syrup with uh, the one-one method. So that means one cup brown sugar with one cup water simmered down into a syrup. You're gonna use just half an ounce of that. Shake with one half, uh, one half cup crushed ice and serve unstrained, meaning you pour all of that crushed ice with the beverage right into your cup. And I would imagine you could garnish this with mint or lime, whatever you like. So uh, hopefully you jotted down that recipe or you're going to try it. But Kim, big mahalo for sending in that recipe. And I hope that some of our listeners will try that. So I tried it because I have all the ingredients on hand. 
and uh, it, it, the recipe needs no adjustment at all. You make it just like that, and you're going to have a, a, a lovely, lovely. It's, it's just wonderful. Another sip for me. Okay. Now, in the background, we have been listening to the Jimmy Psycho Experiment, and he has a, a new album out called Mosh Pits and Mai Tais. Jimmy, well, you know, he was out here for quite some time. I had the uh, wonderful opportunity to hear him at many an event. And you really need to hear and see him because visually uh, he puts on quite a fun lounge show. Uh, uh, you know, imagine uh, you're in your favorite tiki bar and... Uh, the drinks are being served, maybe some poo-poos and appetizers, and you have a raucous crowd who want to, um, in an inebriated fashion, hear some great live lounge music. And, and that's what Jimmy from the Jimmy Psycho Experiment does. So I am going to play for you, now that the mail segment is finished, I'm going to play for you two of the tunes from this album. Here, let's pick them. Uh, I'm going to, so now it's, it's Punk Rock Cocktail Party by the Jimmy Psycho Experiment, Mosh Pits and Mai Tais. So I'm going to play for you the two songs that are at the top of my list right now, which is All the Small Things, you know, you know the tune, right? And uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. You, you're you're going to know both of them when you, when you hear the tune. And so a fun way to enjoy some of your favorite contemporary tunes played in a different way. And here they are, All the Small Things and Boulevard of Broken James by the Jimmy Psycho Experiment on the album Mosh Pits and Mai Tais, the ultimate punk rock lounge party.
Who wants to go cruising? I do. I just went on a cruise with the husband and uh, a couple of my gay gal pals. We had a great time. We decided to try a celebrity cruise. Uh, for the most part, none of us had ever enjoyed a celebrity cruise before. We've done Princess and Norwegian and some of us uh, done Disney and Carnival and Royal. Well, um, they say, I've heard, I've been told, even by Pumpkin, right here in the Zantique Lounge, she's told me once you do a celebrity, it's kind of like the Bellagio Casino of the Seas, you, you never go back. Well, the husband and I were of a, a party of six. We were in the minority in that we did not quite feel that uh, celebrity was our game. Um, there are definitely a lot of positives. So we were on the celebrity reflection. The itinerary was Fort Lauderdale to Key West, Grand Cayman, and Cozumel, back to Fort Lauderdale. So, uh, you know, the itinerary is just fine. And, um, well, let's, I guess that I'll just say the ship is beautiful. It's a big ship. It's got plenty to do. Uh, three full decks of uh, common area, which means theater, casino, lounges, lots of shopping. Too much shopping, actually. Uh, plenty of deck space, spa, uh, pool, indoor and outdoor pool. Um, everything up on the upper decks was just lovely. So overall, it is one of the most beautiful ships I've ever sailed on. And I believe that goes the same for all celebrity ships. They really do a good job of making it feel and look uh, very very permanent, very high-end, very, uh, well, it, it doesn't look a lot like a cruise ship on the inside. You know, my favorite feature of the ship, actually, is the main atrium, and it goes literally from deck three to deck 15, where you have eight glassback elevators facing each other with a very large open atrium in the middle and then you have that ring of each deck and you can see what's on each deck as you go up and down the elevators. And uh, they had, a, again, a lot of common space. And so it was just done very beautifully. Also the most efficient elevators of any cruise ship I've ever been on. So, you know, that that's not bad. But wait a second, before we get to anything else, let's get to the cocktails on the ship. So we always invest in the all you can drink package, which for pretty much anybody listening to this podcast, you're gonna wanna do that. Uh, and well, that was worth it for us because we had our run of everything aboard with the exception of about only like four cocktails on the entire ship at the various like 11 bars where you had to pay an extra two or three dollars. And the see, here's the interesting thing. So the husband and I, we, we like tiki drinks. He's more whiskey bourbon. I'm definitely on the rum side of things. And we, we like tiki drinks and we love trying cocktails, new cocktails, old cocktails, classic cocktails reinvented, what have you. And well, Celebrity had plenty of that. But when it comes to the drink that we're going to order the most, we're going to order, I've said this before, we're going to order a Manhattan. And uh, I like to order a rum Hatton, just subbing out the bourbon or whiskey for uh, rum. And I like to do that with Appleton most often. Appleton Estate Signature or the VSOP if they have it. Or in the case of uh, the Celebrity Ship, the um, I have to look up to my bar for the bottle because I'm having trouble right now. Ronza Coppa 23 was included in the premium drink package, and so I subbed that out for my Rum Hattons quite a little bit. It's good that way, by the way. Try that in a Rum Hatton. Or just ask a bar, can I have a Manhattan made with Ronza Coppa 23? Anyway, so... Would you believe that of the 11 bars on the ship, half of them didn't have bitters? So they would have beer and wine at every bar, right? They would have, it's a full bar at five of the 11, but then there's six out of the 11 bars, not that I'm counting, but I totally am, that either didn't have bitters or only had spirits, meaning they can't even, they don't even have the sweet vermouth to make a Manhattan. So uh, in, in, the, in the world that I want to live in, there are three drinks, the three M's, that your standard run-of-the-mill bare-bones bar has got to be able to make. So in addition to just being able to order vodka, tequila, 
rum, gin, bourbon, etc. You have to be able to make three, three, these three drinks. You have to be able to make a martini, whether it be vodka or gin. You have to be able to make a margarita. And you have to be able to make a goddamn Manhattan. If you can't do that, you don't deserve to be called a bar. You can have all the beer and wine you want. You can have fancy champagne. You can have the highest end spirits. But if you can't make the three M's, F you. You do not deserve to be called a bar. Because if you can do the three M's, you're going to make just about 80% of everybody happy. If you don't have a big cocktail menu, but they can order one of those, you got just about everybody. Because you got people who are going to order beer and wine, and if people want a cocktail, you got your three M's, you're just covering 80% of everybody. They'll have one of those if that's what you have for cocktails. But oh my God, celebrity, you, you couldn't do two of the M's at most of your bars. You couldn't make margaritas and you couldn't make Manhattans. So I beg to differ with the celebrity reflection. You do not have 11 bars on your ship. You have five. And then you have an additional six uh, kind of trashy beer and wine joints, dive bars. I'll call them that. They may have been beautiful on the outside, but they just, you know, okay. So there, I've, I've kind of vented about that. Now, let's talk about the, the other thing after the bars. And so for the husband and I, it's about the bars. And then for me, it's about this thing, the casino. Those are the two biggest things to us. And this is why we give celebrity a thumbs down. The casino, you know, it looked fine, right? Uh, it had, it had um, the slot machines I love. It did not have a selection of video poker. It was absolutely quite terrible. Um, you know, for having a couple hundred slot machines on a ship, uh, they only had um, 12 video poker machines, and they only had two different games. Now, generally on a cruise ship, you're going to find an assortment of five to six to seven to eight different types of video poker. Some people like to play deuces wild. Some people like double-double. Some people like uh, jacks are better. Some people like uh, games that you play five, you know, five hands at once or super times pay, double super times pay, all those types of games. And they really just didn't have most of that. So that was too bad. And then the first two days, they had those machines tightened down just uh, tighter, tighter than I've ever experienced on a ship or even in a land-based casino where just nobody, nothing was paying out. Nothing, 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 nothing. Our second day at sea, you could tell they flipped the odds a little bit and the casino at least felt a little more lively in that you heard people winning and people were having a good time and a couple of bonuses here and there. And then the payouts were fine. Overall, uh, I ended up breaking even because I won the slot tournament. But um, their casino host not a bad looking guy, but did not know how to work the room, did not interact with people, did not talk up the slot tournament, did not engage his casino clientele at all, and they didn't have cocktail servers in a casino. Okay, so first, remember remember we got six bars that don't have the three M's and can't make a Manhattan, and then you've got a casino that doesn't have cocktail servers. What sort of twilight zone was I trapped in for six and a half days? I know some of you feel my pain because a lot of you who listen to this show like casinos as much as uh, Starshine, uh, Pumpkin, and, and I do. Kaylani's on the, uh, she doesn't care for about the casinos as much. So just a very strange situation. Now, um, before we play a little more music from the uh, Jimmy Psycho experiment, I'll just tell you a little bit more about the trip. I'm gonna have another sip of Mm. Extra swank. So uh, we didn't get to stop in Key West because, um, well, the Atlantic Ocean and the Gulf were quite uh, choppy. And uh, it was quite windy and there were some storms out there, as some of you may know. So we didn't get to stop in Key West, so we spent an extra day at sea. But there's plenty to do on the ship, uh, so we made the best of that. Uh, the food was uh, excellent, by the way. I think best buffet. Best If you have to eat at a buffet a lot best buffet uh, of uh, most of the cruise lines I've sailed on. So when we got to Grand Cayman, uh, we were greeted by what started with rain in the morning, 
but then uh, it cleared up enough and it was sunny and we got to walk around the island a bit, do a little bar hopping, uh, pop in and buy some duty-free rum, which was nice. And uh, well, I got to try um, some of the various, uh, oh, what did I try? Well, I tried all of the Tortuga rums. I tried, um, oh my goodness, I, I, I know the name of this, uh, Angostura. So they had a lot of the Angostura rums, and so I got to try uh, just about all of those. And quite quite a fan of the Angostura line of rums. So uh, if you have the chance, if you haven't tried those, I would try them, especially on somebody else's dime. The bartender started, uh, you know, getting a little handsy with her pores, so that was that was kind of nice and, and very much appreciated. And that was how we were introduced to Swanky, the uh, island favorite uh, Grand Cayman. Grand Cayman, um, you know, there's two places where the ships can dock, and in both cases, uh, you kind of end up in a place where there's shops and things on at the main dock. You, it's like a mall. You you end up in a mall, and there's chain places and lots of lots of lots of jewelry shops. Stupid, stupid jewelry shops. I don't understand the jewelry shopping on the islands because uh, it's been proven that it's actually not any cheaper. But you feel it is fine. So you feel it's cheaper. Good for you. Well, um, but you go off those main port areas, and you'll find local bars, and that's what I encourage you to do. You go to either the left or right of port, and after about a half mile of walking, which isn't that bad, especially in nice weather, um, just pop into what might be a scuba diving bar, a beach bar, a crab bar, where you just see local seafood on a chalkboard. Uh, they're probably they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a lot of beer. Um, the island is big on beer, uh, but they're also rum is very prominent, and I think you'll enjoy that. So uh, when in Grand Cayman, uh, get just about a half mile out of port, uh, walk in either direction, and I think you're going to enjoy uh, the local bars and uh, the cocktails and probably, you know, strike up a conversation with a local. And the island was clean. It felt safe. Uh, very nice. Cozumel, um, little island right off Mexico. And um, you know what? Don't ever need to go there again. It's it's one of those places where as soon as you get off the ship, regardless of which direction you go, uh, well, first of all, uh, again, you're you're docking at a mall, duty free shops. That the duty free shops in Cozumel, the prices were just ridiculous. Uh, it was no deal at all. But um, it's all inclusive resorts, nothing but all inclusive resorts. So regardless of how far you walk in either direction. There's really no local places for you to enjoy. Nothing for you to hop into and see what it's like. Uh, we went to one dive bar that I am surprised the shrimp cocktail did not uh, make me lose 10 pounds. But uh, I drinks were fairly terrible. Um, just juice and booze and no, no mixology, no nothing, no opportunity, no... You know, uh, I, I actually, I, I don't know if I'd get off the ship in Cozumel. If I went there again, I definitely wouldn't. But if it's the first time, maybe you want to just prove to yourself that there's no reason to stop at that island. Um, because you're there for all-inclusive resorts. And when you're on a ship, that's not what you're there for. So there you go. Um, and then, you know, we go back to Fort Lauderdale. And I'm going to tell you more about that because this was the highlight of my trip. I'm going to tell you more about that right after I play two more songs from this new album by... The Jimmy Psycho Experiment. And again, it is Mosh Pits and Mai Tais, the ultimate punk rock lounge party. So how about, oh, let's see here. Hmm. Okay, we're going to play One Step Beyond and Ruby Soho. You know both of these again. You'll hear them. You know them. Uh, just imagine that uh, you've got a... A gentleman in front of you on his keyboard playing for you. He's got a wrestling mask on, probably some jewelry, tatted arms, playing in a nice dimly lit tiki bar. This is what you're hearing. Mosh Pits and Mai Tais, the ultimate punk rock lounge party, Ruby Soho, and Search and Destroy.
what happened next on this cruise on this vacation? Well, we had two extra days in Fort Lauderdale after the cruise ship docked before we had to come back home to the Los Angeles area. And we we went to the Mai Kai. So if you haven't had the opportunity to experience America's oldest Polynesian palace that is still operating and in existence that includes the bar, the restaurant, the gift shop, valet parking, plus the Polynesian dinner show. It has all of the things and the gardens in back. It has all of the things that you'd love a Polynesian palace to have. The Maikai in Fort Lauderdale is still around and still has all those things. And this was only my second opportunity to, to be able to go. They've made it through many, many hurricanes. Thank goodness. Uh, we did the, um, uh, we did bar and then dinner show. And from, I believe it is 5 to 7 p.m. Most nights of the week, they do happy hour in the bar and all of their drinks. And, you know, and their drinks can be between... 10 and $13, depending on which one you choose. 60 plus drinks on the menu, outstanding tiki drinks. They make each one individually. They're not batching stuff. You know, the recipes have, they tasted the same nine years ago when I was there as they do today. They're delicious, uh, classic, wonderful recipes. And a half price from five to seven in the bar. Plus the poo-poos are half price as well. So book like book like eight o'clock dinner and uh, or seven o'clock dinner and then go ahead and enjoy the bar for an hour first. Get your drinks at half price, have an appetizer and then uh, order one more drink and walk into the restaurant with it. Save yourself uh, quite a bit of money on your cocktails. And then, you know, you have your reservation for seven o'clock dinner and then the show is at eight o'clock. So there you go. There's your timeline. Five to seven cocktails, seven o'clock sit down for dinner, eight o'clock show, and you got yourself a three-hour evening that's just filled with booze. Get a lift. Don't drive. You'll have a good time. Get yourself back to your hotel or whatever you're doing. Uh, and the show was wonderful. Dancers were wonderful. The food was really good. The service was, was, uh, the service was great. Uh, and um, I just love it when, uh, you know, my drink is made better than I would expect it to be. The uh, you Plenty of picture taking. Uh, the decor is over the top. Um, the bar, it's like you're in a sunken ship and you've got the gardens in the back. It's just perfect for photos. And if you order the mystery bowl, a lovely Wahine or Kane will come out and they will dance and uh, bring you your $49 bowl that serves four to five people. So, you know, your money's going a long way there. So the Mai Kai is a don't miss when you're in Fort Lauderdale. You know what else is, is a don't miss? The What used to be the Yankee Clipper, the Sheraton Yankee Clipper Hotel, which is on Fort Lauderdale Beach. It's now called B, as in botulism. It's not what they're going for, but B Ocean Resort. B Ocean, is, they're a small chain of uh, boutique hotels, but the B Ocean in Fort Lauderdale is quite large. And uh, they have, they've swanked it up a bit, but they did not take out the rec bar, which is wonderful because that is the bar where you, certain nights of the week, can see everyone's favorite, Marina, the fire-eating mermaid, and her aquapod do their underwater routines through the portholes of the rec bar. So at ground level at the hotel, you, you go into the rec bar but then there are portholes there behind the bar where you can see into the pool, the hotel pool. And I told Marina I was coming, and the morning that she happened to be there rehearsing with the girls, she said, you know, get in the water. You're going to play around with us. And that was just, that was really a treat. So I, uh, you know, we did a lot of photos, and we did some fun stuff, and she kind of tried to teach me how to breathe a little bit and then how to go down to the window to the porthole and look in at uh, the bar. Just a really good time. But if if you're in Fort Lauderdale, uh, make sure you look at the B Ocean Resort and then the Rec Bar link and make sure you check out uh, to see exactly what time the shows are and what, what days and times the Rec Bar is open because it's not open every day. 
we were lucky enough that they opened on a day they don't normally open and we were able to go into the bar uh, and actually have drinks and experience it from that side of the window uh, before the next day when I was actually in the water with uh, the mermaids and so that was super fun there'll be pictures i'm gonna post I'll, I'll post a picture or two of me looking least manatee like after a full one week cruise of eating and drinking endlessly i'll find the pictures i can find that i feel like i feel i can post and not feel too bad about uh just so you have a, an understanding of that you know, also in the Fort Lauderdale area, there is a Hard Rock Casino. So if if you're like me and you do like the casinos, uh, there is always that. Uh, it's quite a it's quite a large casino, and uh, if you like a video poker and slots, I felt that in both respects they were pretty good. Didn't play the tables, and uh, their drinks were meh. They're all right. They're expensive and meh. So, um, oh no, one other thing, uh. Havana 1957. That is a it's a restaurant chain. I believe there's about four of them. But there's one in Miami that we went to. And it's kind of like a Buca de Beppo, but with a uh, 50s Cuban inspiration. Decor-wise, it was really cool because it's very mid-century, uh, very, very kitschy. And uh, the drinks are all, for the most part, rum-esque they're, they're they all hail to rum like cuba libre and uh quite a few other drinks mojitos and stuff that are all made with rum so the food and drink were both really good and the decor is kind of fun you can get some nice pictures in that place too so havana 1957 is in miami and a couple of other cities around the country so i, I recommend that um what well, i don't know somebody was trying to show me a note and i don't know I, now i just got distracted extra swank um i think the last thing i want to mention about the trip is that somebody had asked this on oh, a couple podcasts ago they said you know you and the girls travel a lot and it sounds like you sure drink a lot um and sometimes of course food is uh you know interspersed in there too so how do you how do you do that and then not gain a bunch of weight well you give up things in your normal day-to-day -day life and one of those is that, uh, you know, my five days at work, my, my life consists of coffee in the morning, maybe uh, two eggs, and for lunch I have a salad with a low-calorie dressing with some chicken or other protein on it, and then I also eat a light dinner, and I do that five days a week, week after week, to make up for the extra thousands of calories and cocktails and or food that I eat because you know when you drink you sometimes you just can't say no to food right that's how it works uh but you have you have to balance that so you're either going to gradually gain weight or you're going to work hard to not so it's your choice anyway um that's how that's how the girls and I do it Kaylani has been on a um decade weight loss journey where, you know, 10, almost 10 years ago, she said to herself, I want to change my life. And if you see pictures of her, like at Tiki Oasis, like five or something like that, um, or Tiki Caliente three, uh, and then you just come forward in years, you get closer to present day, you'll see how she has steadily lost weight over the years. And so when you have a lot of weight to lose, um, steady and slow is the way to go because you're adjusting your entire lifestyle along the way and for people who are already near uh the weight that they they want to be but they want to maintain it um the struggle may not be as hard but um it is still a commitment that you have to make and so um that's why i tell people the tiki drinks are wonderful but that cannot be like if you're gonna have a drink every night when you come home from work I do not recommend it be one of your more standard tiki drinks that is sweeter and higher in calories. You just can't do that. Find yourself a Manhattan or a Martini or the rum that you really enjoy on the rocks or neat or just with one little bit of juice or mixer to keep the calories down so that you can have your inebriated relaxation. But you're also drinking in moderation and you are also skipping the sugar and the extra calories. Um, you know, they say a glass of wine is, is just perfect for a lot of people. 
if you balance that out. And so if you're going to have a glass of wine, imagine you could also have two ounces of um, a 40% alcohol by volume spirit like rum or vodka or bourbon or tequila. But you can't add eight ounces of juice and then an ounce of sugar syrup and then and 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 so on and so on. So you, you have to keep all that in mind. And this this has nothing to do with it being a new year and all that. We talk about just moderation and being smart all the time. Um, you know what? Wow, look at that. We filled an hour, and it was just me talking to you. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you, I got one thing else to tell you, and that is that we love the Tiki Bar T-shirt club. I say that at the end of the show, towards the end of the show now, because people tend to remember the last thing they hear. Well, if you go to tikibartshirtclub.com, you are going to find a really easy to use website, but you can also like the page on Facebook, for example, and they're on Instagram. And each month they release a new soft cotton tee in both men's and women's sizes and contouring with a different tiki bar or hotel or some sort of closed, no longer with us Polynesian establishment. So places from the past. And then you get a little story that comes with it. And you can subscribe and get them every month. So you can do a three, six, 12 month subscription. You can quit whenever you want. You can also uh, just buy a single shirt if you just see one that you really like. You can also gift a subscription to somebody else so that for, okay, you have a friend, a husband, a wife, uh, I don't know, and you know their and you know their T-shirt size, and you say, "Gosh, I just they're wearing that same shirt too much. You just don't change it up enough." Perfect. Get them a three-month subscription or a twelve-month subscription to TikiBarTshirtClub.com, and they will get three, six, nine, twelve, whatever, however many shirts you can afford, uh, delivered right to them, and they will appreciate that. People love the designs, and when the girls and I wear them out and about, people always ask us, well, they'll at least say, hey, that's a really cool shirt, which gives us the opportunity to talk about it. Sometimes they'll just say, like, where is that bar? Which then gives you the opportunity to say, it's actually closed. It's part of this t-shirt club that recreates the designs and puts them on shirts, and then you tell people about it, and it's fun. Um, the guy at BevMo, he always asks about the new shirt I'm wearing, and uh, he's now a member as well, so there you go. Okay, um, I want to thank you for joining us here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. If you are listening to this show by hitting play on your browser, stop it. Go to zentikilounge.com, click on the subscribe link, and subscribe to the show through your iPhone, your Android, your whatever it is, because subscriptions are better tracked for how many listeners we have, and that's better for us versus you just hitting play. I'm just saying. And then tell a friend. Tell a friend, a family member, or grab their phone and subscribe for them via the podcast app that they may have. There you go. That's it. So I want to thank you all for joining us here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. I'm going to leave you with one more song from Mosh Pits and Mai Tais, the ultimate punk rock lounge party by the Jimmy Psycho Experiment. We're going to finish this off with I Want to Be Sedated, don't we all? And these times, in the culture that we're living in, I want to be sedated. Yeah, really. Well, here it is. I want to be sedated.